When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson. And El Super Producer, Riley Bray. We're talking about adulting before the microphone goes. <laughs> Super not fun stuff. Is that, yeah, adulting <laughs> sucks. Responsibilities <laughs> around tax season, guys. Oh if you could, God. could you join the Patreon? <laughs> it would really help. I think I turned to my wife today. I was like, life is hard, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's relentless. Can we talk about it for a minute? Man. Oh, oh, my God. The other Maybe... thing I've been doing as an adult is I'm in the middle of a post-COVID question mark screen cl- spring cleaning. Oh, and I have yeah. like, I have like binders full of old documents that like I don't need anymore. They're all nicely organized. Uh-huh. I thought you were uh, going to say binders full of masks, like different, <laughs> just different masks you've worn. Yeah, I remember yeah. that day. Different faces. Um, but uh, so I've been like shredding all these documents and it's spraying a fine white pasty dust all over everything in my office. Oh, nice. I'm good. pretty sure I'm signing up for cancer in the future. It's not good. My girlfriend walked in here last night. And she's like, ugh. She's like, you need to be wearing goggles. It's gonna get in your eyes. Like, it's so yeah, this no. this is like when I get to a hotel room, I'm like, this is how I want to live my life. There's like yep. empty drawers. Oh, like maybe mm-hmm. there's like one thing on the desk. It's just like this minimalistic existence. Yes. And I it everything goes away in a spot. It's just like a it's like a fresh start, like a like a you know, spring cleaning. Mm-hmm. That's that's one I of mean, the things I love about hotels is that yeah. temporary escape. 
I was like, all that's here is me and my suitcase. Right, totally. Nothing else matters until I get home, and then everything matters again. <laughs> just a, just a clean drawers, bed bugs, and cum stains that you can't see with the naked eye. Hotel line. I'll go. take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the cum stains over the IRS notices for sure. <laughs> Any day. Speaking oh of living God. in a hotel, this is oh. actually a great segue. Bryce, we got yeah. a few more messages. I know you pretty much committed last week, but we got a few more emails titled "Why Bryce Should Peak at Twin Peaks." Do you want to? Oh you want to hear them? Yeah, bring. Yeah, let's hear. Let's hear what right. the, the the fans All have right. to say. Well, this one is from Chris W. Okay, number one. What Chris? What? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we, we we have a we we have a. a a numbered list, so get ready. <laughs> Number one, high strangeness. Like that. It's full of it. Number two, the Pacific Northwest. Check. Beautiful, spooky place. Number three, David Lynch, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one of the greatest directors of all time. Number four, special agent Dale Cooper. He loves coffee. Greatest. I love coffee. Damn fine cup of coffee. Number five. That soothing intro. Oh God, that intro! I can't tell you what an what an influence the music of Twin Peaks is on the music of BCC. Mm, that Number makes six, so much sense. Oh yeah. Number six. Following that thought, that score. Mm. Oh, so good. Number seven. It's got all the things. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which is true. Number eight. Near and dear to my heart, Audrey Horn. Oh, yes. Just. Just now is that character. Laura Palmer, the Audrey Horn? No, no, no. no, Laura, no. Uh, Audrey Horn is is because uh, Laura Palmer, Sherilyn Finn. Oh, okay, yes. okay. Audrey Just Horn a, is the character name, right? Gotcha, gotcha. A, a complex beauty and an okay. incredible character. Number nine, Michael will finally stop. Mm. Now they don't. They don't know Michael. <laughs> Wait a minute, Chris. Chris you don't know Michael. <laughs> who? Who are you? Who is this for? Is this for you, Chris, or is this for Bryce? And Do you want me to 10. stop, or does Bryce want me to stop? I think we all just want Bryce. To we watch. all just want it to stop. Please, God, <laughs> watch stop. Twin Peaks, please. Number ten, Bryce. It only gets better. Okay, okay, copy that. I agree. I agree. Strong yeah. list. Strong list. Um. Well, so Bryce, uh, it is an L Files episode this week. There is no guest. But we are going to be listening to uh, stories sent in from our listeners. Love that. Uh, yep. And uh, this one is sort of a blend of an L file and a why Bryce should peek at Twin Peaks. Oh, oh, a hybrid here, huh? Yeah, we've got it. We have a hybrid between this, mm-hmm. between these two. Here we go. This is from Abby, listener Abby, who writes. This isn't really a promo for Twin Peaks, but I figured this would be a cool thing to tell you guys since you were indirectly responsible for it. Now, I'm going to say that's putting a lot on us. Indirectly responsible? Hmm, we'll see. Okay, so she goes on to say, (laughs) My sister booked a meeting with Adela Levine, medium and friend of the show, after I discovered her on your podcast. And Adela told my sister that she could see her living on the West Coast by the end of 2021. Washington State, specifically. Hmm. My sister had been living at home with my parents in Utah after a bad divorce and having a daughter, so that prospect seemed pretty daunting or even impossible when she heard of last summer. 
she figured she'd start checking online job boards to see if anything came up in that area of the country. And she ended up finding an open position for her exact career, a spa manager at the Salish Lodge, which is the hotel at the edge of the Snoqualmie Falls where they filmed Twin Peaks. What? That's amazing. I've been to that hotel. She got the job and moved up there only one month after Adela's call, and she is up there living her best life and working in such an amazing place, all because of you guys having Adela on the podcast. Just a cool Twin Peaks BCC connection. Wow. And then and then in all caps, she writes, Watch Twin Peaks, Bryce. <laughs> your podcast is out there manifesting magic with it whether you watch it or not abby love that abby that's incredible that's i love your uh letter thank you so much for writing that's incredible pretty great really right what a yeah. dream job too man that's cool i'm Very blown cool. away by this i mean we know it adela knows her shit man she is not messing around one of the I mean, I remember when we all had our first reading with Adela. We are all our jaws were all hit, about hit the floor. Uh, pretty mm-hmm. incredible talent uh, she has. But I, I love this. I love this letter. I, I love that uh, your sister is is living her best life with her daughter in Washington. That just makes me so pleased that this show had a little maybe something to do with it. Look at that. Well, here's what I'm saying. I'm calling it executive decision next week. We will be reviewing and discussing the pilot of Twin Peaks right here on Bigfoot Collectors Club. I can commit to that. It's a go. So here's what you got to do, listeners. Uh, You can watch the pilot on Paramount Plus or Amazon Prime with subscription. Also, it's available to stream rent every a lot of other places. Here's the confusing part. You got to start with the pilot, which is called Northwest Passage. Episode one is actually the second episode of the series. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So there's the pilot and then there's like episodes one through six of the first season. Gotcha. The pilot pilot kind of, and in fact, in Europe, and we'll get into this. I'm going to get into some Twin Peaks history. I got to do some research this week. Okay. Um, it, It actually was cut together as its own movie for like European markets. Um, so watch the pilot of Twin Peaks, aka Northwest Passage, and we're going to be reviewing it. I think we have a very fun guest lined up to talk about us that may have their own Twin Peaks connection. Oh, um, is it David Lynch? <laughs> you blew it. You blew the big surprise. Could you imagine? I wouldn't even. Be I want to guess. I think right I know now. Oh my God, I don't know. Well, quite no, no spoilers for now. People no spoil- just have to be yes. surprised. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we're going to be doing that next week to kick off the month of April. And again, 2022. It's the year of fulfillment. We're making these things happen. Okay. We're delivering. Cool. Um. Speaking of things happen, slight delay in the merch announcement. Reasons beyond uh, our control. Everything's okay. Everything's coming down the pipeline. Uh, but uh, I'm sorry I teased this out a couple weeks ago and I thought I would have an announcement sooner than I did. But keep your eyes peeled on the Bigfoot Collectors Club Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Club and on Twitter at Bigfoot Pod. Uh, we mentioned it before. Join the Patreon. Support the show for five, a $5 monthly pledge. Get you three bonus episodes every month. Uh, over at patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. Join the other side, the parallel dimension to the BCC. All right, here we go, guys. I want to get into this 
month's L files. You guys ready for this? Let's do it. Listeners, if you have strange encounters, if you have uh, a family ghost or poltergeist or your grandmother told you some weird story, uh, we want to hear it. Write to us at bigfootcollectorsclub@gmail.com and label the email L files so we have it in our records. Bryce, let's mm. get into it. Uh, let's do it. Riley, crack those knuckles and get ready to uh, strum up some Twin Peaks inspired melodies for this next story. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Hey, BCC. Hope you guys are doing well. Here's a story I have with the phenomenon called street light interference. In my 20s, I used to have an evening ritual of driving late at night to clear my head. Whether it's to go out to buy food or just to drive for the sake of driving. I started noticing that one particular street light at the cross section of my neighborhood turns off when I leave and again when I get back. Easily explained by faulty lights, sure. So I started playing a game with myself and like the nerd I am, I would raise my index finger, thumb as a trigger and pretend to shoot the street light whenever I passed it. Sound effects included, of course. Since I knew the timing, I felt telekinetic. I got into the habit of doing that every time I passed it, and, to humor myself, I thought I would do a double shot and also shoot the one across the street. Hey, it worked. My thought was, okay, faulty lights installed at the same time, so they're going off at the same time. Cool. Well, eventually, I did it to where it happened to that whole block. I still thought the same thing, that they must have been installed at the same time, but here's where it gets interesting. It started happening to me at random places, cities away. I would just stare at streetlights and they would start flickering or just turn off. It even got to the point where I would have friends, where I would have friends driving with me and I would say, hey, you want to see some magic? And nine times out of ten, I was able to affect a streetlight. Did I think I had some power? Honestly, a tiny bit. Yeah, sure. I mean, mostly I felt silly because it was. And if it were real, what a lame superpower, right? So I just rationalized it away. You guys are probably the only people I would ever tell this to. It all came to a halt one night when I was heading home. I was a bit upset from the trip, so I thought I would play that game so I can laugh at myself. Except I wondered, what if instead of shooting the lights... What if they just all turned off? Well, it didn't work, at least not at first. As I got closer to my neighborhood, streetlights started turning off one by one, every block. Each one I was about to approach turned off. I actually got a bit freaked because it didn't feel like I was doing it at that point. And even scarier was when I finally reached my house. That's where it stopped. The streetlights past my house didn't turn off. It stopped at the streetlight right next to my house. At that point, I had a feeling that I was being followed, and whoever it was is now at my house. I haven't played that game since then, not out of fear, at least consciously, just coincidentally. And that's when I went online to see if people have experienced anything similar. Turns out, yes, and it's called Streetlight Interference. It even has a Wikipedia entry on it, so I felt validated. Anyway, like with most of my unexplainable experiences, I don't know what to make of it. Paranormal? 
Does California need more funding? I just chalk it up to life is surreal, but I have to work tomorrow. Much love, Santi, <laughs> Santander. P.S. I was going to include a short optional UFO sighting story that happened around the same time, but I'll save it for next time. Well, thank you, Sandy. Yeah, please be sure to send in that UFO sighting. And uh, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm not familiar with this. I'm reading. I'm Now, I'm not familiar with streetlight <laughs> interference phenomenon, Santi. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm looking at the Wikipedia. It says it's a it's a high voltage sim- syndrome, sometimes called, is the claimed ability of individuals to turn street lights or outside building security lights on or off when passing near them. Weird. SLI, the SLI effect, sliders as they call themselves. Um, very. Well, that's a cool. That's a cool ass name. I want a leather I mean, jacket totally. that says sliders on it. <laughs> Well, it's funny you say that, Bryce, because as I was listening to the story, I was like, if ever there was a homework project that I can feel Bryce secretly practicing <laughs> after reading a letter, it's going to be this. Yeah, I don't know. Too close to home. I don't want anything fucking around in my neighborhood. So maybe maybe if I'm somewhere else, I'll try this the old streetlight uh, slider gag. But I mean, what do you guys make of this? I don't know. I mean... You know, it it reminds me of like the thing where like some people's cell phones, uh, I I am one of these people, are like constantly malfunctioning, and it's just like you just chalk it up to like there's something about me that just makes this this electronic technology interfere. Hmm. That's also not an excuse for me being terrible at texting. It really is a thing. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I've never like turned off streetlights. Like that's pretty next level I, I i don't know what to make of it it's it's bizarre i'll 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 say this right it's like you know we know that the government was interested <laughs> and has and has studied <laughs> has studied psi effects psychic effects including telekinesis right and i could mm-hmm. see something like a photon being intruded with or an electrical connection and if it happened once then then perhaps it could raise the believability factor within the perpetrator who shot out the light. And at that point, you know, um, your, 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 your magic energy, your believability of, of practicing magic goes up. And, and then from there, you're like, like Santi said, you're shooting out an entire neighborhood. I mean, why not? This is like uh, Whoopi Goldberg's character in the classic film Corinna Corinna. Do you remember that when she's driving? Did anybody else see this movie? Just me. No. It was just me. I thought you were going to yeah. say ghost, but then you're like, Corinna. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Corinna yeah. Corinna. No. Come on, oh. guys. 1994 American feature <laughs> film set in 1959 about a widower. Played by Ray Liotta. <laughs> Um, there's a scene where she's driving down the car with the girl and she's like doing this, this, mm. this trick. Um, so I guess maybe a subplot to that movie is like Whoopi Goldberg was a psychic that was maybe studied, uh, in the MK ultra Mm. projects. Who knows? Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. This is weird. I would say maybe the UFO story has more of a connection to this than you think. You know Mm. what I mean? If a, if a UFO sighting took place around this time and then we hear about like weird poltergeist activity after people have encountered UFOs, um, yeah, maybe, but what about not. the timing of Santi shooting with 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 the finger, and then it's like bam, then it happens yeah. right then. It's I, very well, interactive. I'm maybe it's, it's all connected. Yeah, maybe it is interactive, but UFOs are interactive. Mm. We know the government has been studying the interactivity of UFOs. Yeah, in goddamn right. That's all right. right. Well, 
Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna look more into the streetlight interference phenomenon. I would say it sounds like there's something there, um, and very spooky. All right, here we go. Here's the next uh, L file. Hello, chaps. Really love the podcast, especially Bryce's unbridled enthusiasm and casual relationship with the English language. Makes for <laughs> good. <laughs> makes for a great listen. When when my com subscription is up, I shall join the Patreon. I promise. I'm also leaving the U.S. to return to England and will do my best to spread the BCC word. Well, thank you. Great. Nice. Anyway, I have a few possible L files for you. Feel free to pick and choose or completely ignore it. Well, excuse me, sir, but we'll make the call on our own. Thank you. We call the shots around here. It's our show. Here he goes. The first was a series of odd events that happened over a week or so when I was in touch with a witch about a possible spirit binding. Oh, boy. I lost my nerve at the last minute and didn't go through with the spirit binding, but this particular spirit was supposed to bring good luck, and I wonder if there was some sort of energy release as a result. Firstly, I had lost my green card after a stressful trip to Savannah, and knowing what a massive... Balash? Did anyone got eyes on this... Bellyache? Oh. That's mm, gotta like, be yeah. a weird autocorrect. Okay. Yeah. I, was, I was like, Balak? Balak? Balak. Balak. Raiders, anybody? Okay. Uh, what a bellyache it is to replace after drunkenly losing it before, I was royally chuffed off. We searched every. Okay, stopping so English. We researched <laughs> everywhere for it, and after con- contacting Delta and JFK, I resigned myself to spending 500 bucks to get a new one. I had been listening to a lesser paranormal podcast, oh my, that espoused the benefits of asking the universe. So I thought, in for a penny, in for a pound, and all that, and asked the universe to rustle it up for me. Next day, I needed to grab a form from a tiny drawer and thought to myself, wouldn't it be funny if it was in here? And sure enough, there it was. Hmm. I had checked that drawer multiple times, and it's about eight inches by two inches. Okay. I mean, I'm not even going to... You're setting me up for a dick joke here, I guess. I'm just going <laughs> to... What am just I going to do? let it go. Let a few go. days later, I was chopping logs, all right, with my corded okay. old Apple earphones and said to myself, I wish I had those fancy wireless ones. And the very next day, my wife, who I hadn't mentioned it to, came home from shopping with brand new Apple earbuds in a case that were lying on the ground by her car. I also found a mint $100 bill at the library the same week. Should have done the bloody lottery. Indeed. My last, yeah, yeah. My last story is just a weird synchronicity. I was leaving the ad agency I worked at and picked up a random magazine to read from the mailroom. It was some trendy culture magazine I'd never buy and had never read before. I put it in my bag and got it out as I waited for my bus. As it, as I got it out, I thought to myself, I wonder what ever happened to blank. She was a girl I worked with, kind of annoying, and we weren't in touch at all, and I hadn't seen her in years. So I opened this magazine, I'd never thought, I'd never bought or read on a random page, and there was an article about her and a movie she'd co-written. Most odd. Anyway, if you're short of stories, feel free to use any of these. All right, like I said, we'll call the shots, and obviously we're using it. You're hearing it right now. Take care, boys, and lay off Bryce. Best wishes, <laughs> Christian. Yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, Christian, you started with a with with a slam <laughs> on Bryce. Uh, P.S. Your English 
slash Cockney accents are shocking. <laughs> good, good then. <laughs> right away, good. What's all this then? What's this now? A bit more Cockney accent, but you shocking. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if there's a connection between the, the, the universe manifestation going on and the, and the spirit binding you skipped out on. Um, I would also say Savannah, Georgia is very, very haunted. So you were mm-hmm. definitely c- kicking up some, I would say, some mystical dust around this time, Christian. What do you boys think? I mean, that's a that is a great streak of synchronicity and luck. I, it's you know, life is strange. There are many variables, and you know, sometimes things just happen. But that's a pretty good little run right there. I mean, yeah. I, I definitely pay attention to synchronicities in my life. I I don't know what they are. I don't claim to, you know, say it's the universe. Like I part of me feels like truly the universe does not care about my life, which is fine. But uh I mean, when those things happen, I I do kind of take that like, all right, I, I'm I'm on the right path. I'm I'm doing something right. And that's a that is a that's a good run right there. That's pretty You're good. wrong, Riley. <laughs> Tis I the universe. I do care. About what's all this you? then? <laughs> what, what's this? What, who's this? Who's that? I was gonna say, Riley, you just sound like a sad little rock and roll boy right now. Of course, the universe <laughs> cares about you. Um, what is a spirit binding? What that sounds, ooh, uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Well, I would think binding a spirit to you or right. banishing so banishing is like when you're like cast getting away. away yeah binding would be uh, a bring it to you yeah yeah you better be um, damn sure about that spirit you're gonna bind to yourself because it's like yeah man can you get like a spirit divorce later if it doesn't right work yeah out, seriously how does that go does the spirit get like half your stuff when you get rid of it or <laughs> how does that work what if yeah. that spirit gets pissed and it's like I'm tired? I'm tired of being next to you. I am changing the nature of my luck. It's an <laughs> spirit's energy- like you never, you know, you just buy me flowers sometimes just right. because, you right? Know, you you never do that. You never do that. Okay, so it's like an energetic by tether, often to an object for a spirit or entity from their world to ours. Wow. In some cases, it acts as a telephone or allows the spirit to manifest easier. Where am I getting this? Uh, urbanspellcraft.tumblr.com so there nice. you go nice there you go so, good source yeah i mean there is like a very um cute anime like witch on here so i, I it checks out um <laughs> cool yeah good yeah. stuff i don't uh, know i mean yeah i should almost bind with a spirit i could use some i could use some new airpods Riley, I would uh, very much appreciate it if you did and report it back to us. Thanks. Okay, great. Right. I'll do for street, science. I'll for do science. streets light. I'll do street lights. You do binding. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I'm I'm Fair all enough. about this. Okay, Riley, what do you got for us? All right. Hi all from Jess. She her. Thank you. Helpful. I am a new listener and thrilled to have so many prior episodes to catch up on. I have a lot of stories of high strangeness, and while my instinct is to remain a skeptic can't help but wonder if some of these events are supernatural perhaps you can help me explain a somewhat recent one perhaps we can in the summer of 2019 my husband and i traveled to portland oregon for a weekend we were trying to decide if we should move there and had a few houses we wanted to check out one place was particularly far out but we loved the listing i couldn't tell if that was like far out or like but i think she meant far out <laughs> it works, far it works out, both man. ways man it's particularly far out <laughs> 
Okay. It's a homophone. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not a homophone. Yeah, man, it means the same thing. No, Gary, yeah, Gary, it's not. <laughs> Sorry. There's that casual relationship. Again. Guys, uh, take notes. Gary, the, the invention of the new BCC recurring character, Gary. Gary the linguist. Gary, Gary the, the stoner linguist. The high airbnb beer. <laughs> Gary the stoner linguist. That's multi-intentional, right. man. That was that's a trip. Gary. <laughs> All right. One place was particularly Gary becomes out. our like most popular character. Like we got, we got to do a Gary shirt. Now. Yeah, we do Gary t-shirts. <laughs> we changed the name to the Patreon, the Gary Show. And like suddenly we have like oh, boy. twelve thousand followers a month. That's what the people have I been like waiting this guy. for. Yeah. <laughs> All right, take it easy, Gary. I got to read a letter. Right, One place was particularly far out, but we loved the listing and decided it was worth the drive. The realtor didn't pick up, but we had already driven an hour and knew the house was empty, so we thought we could just get a feel for the area and look in the windows. To get to the house, there was a small bridge over a creek and then maybe five to eight houses on a little woodsy loop. You could turn left from the bridge to enter the little neighborhood or drive straight, probably to a similar loop. We arrived on a warm, sunny day and drove past the house first to see the rest of the street. The house was in the very middle of the loop, and we felt awkward driving around twice because several neighbors were out in their yards gardening or sitting on their front porches. It was so quiet. A car driving past was an obvious disturbance, and everyone stopped to look at us. We got out and walked You're around. You're being the house. paranoid, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Nobody cares. <laughs> we got out and walked around the house. I feel like we were even kind of whispering to each other because we felt awkward that all the neighbors could hear us. These people <laughs> were high out of their yeah. minds. You have to smoke less weed before you go check out houses. <laughs> All right, we spent less than There's five no minutes. supernatural activity in this story. It's just no, about just people man. who got high and looked at a house. Like, if we go this way, it's a loop. But if we go that way, it's a loop. It's Google, a tiny Google. neighborhood, man. Google supernatural terpenes, man. It's Gary, a thing. I don't think that's the term Gary. you're looking for, Gary. <laughs> We spent less than five minutes looking at the house and in the windows and then got back in the car. I, it's a little, you know, a little creeping, but we'll get, you know, we'll get it. I waved to a neighbor across the street as we headed back toward the bridge. <laughs> how, long, how awkward gotta, was that wave? You got to wave. Paranoid They're wave. staring at us. Be friendly. Just act natural. Just be, be normal. It's cool. Just be act normal. Just a full hinged wildly hinged elbow waving back and forth frantically oh I'm, I'm picturing like a prince like a like a princess in the parade wave mm, kind of that yeah. you know, hand back and forth yes. 90 degree elbow wave <laughs> oh my god all right when we got to the bridge there was a car upside down in the middle of it with a window smashed out what and a star wow yeah and a starbucks cup that had rolled out onto the pavement mm. we stopped in shock and i got on my phone to call 911 my husband was driving and slowly drove up to the side of the car. It was a pretty narrow bridge, and this car was exactly in the center of the room. It was as if it had just dropped down from the sky. There were no dents on the guardrails, and we didn't see any skid marks from the tires. 
I closed my eyes as a reflex because I was terrified to see someone inside. But as we pulled up, my husband said, it's empty. Hmm. We passed the car and pulled to the side of the road as two more cars pulled up in the opposite direction and looked equally shocked and were clearly on the phone with 911 <laughs> as well. The operator said they were already on their way. Why didn't we hear it? I had to have happened. It had to have happened in the few minutes of us looping around and looking at the house. We didn't have any music on, and none of the neighbors reacted to any sounds, and the bridge was so close. It was just at the end of the street, less than a minute's drive. We could have seen it from the house, except it was blocked by a hill. I've heard screeching tires and minor car accidents from much, much further away. And where did the person go? The side windows were all blown out, but the windshield, although smashed, was still intact, so I don't think they flew out. And there was no sign of anyone. We couldn't figure out how the car could have flipped like that without hitting a guardrail, or even how they could have gotten enough speed to do that on a road with so many little twists and turns. The first time we drove across it, we couldn't have <clears throat> been going more than 20 miles an hour. Any ideas? Mm. All my best, Jess. Man. Imagine uh, that you're so high <laughs> that you're you went to your Airbnb early just to look in the windows and got paranoid. And then on your way out of that tiny neighborhood, you saw an inexplicable upside down car. It would blow your mind. Pretty, yeah, that's 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 pretty. I mean, Portland has great weed. I will say that. <laughs> really it turned cars excellent. over. Excellent, excellent weed town. Um, I don't know. It sounds like some sort of like, uh, you know, that's like the uh, like uh, the Mandela effect kind of thing. You, you you switched over into another reality while you were out on that loop. Or oh, something. interesting. Right. Yeah, oh, no. I wonder. I wonder if like, is it possible that that car was like being towed and it just like fell off a truck somehow? You know what I mean? But they would have heard that. That you would hear a. Maybe. That's weird. That's yeah. Tr- that is it is truly weird. bizarre. Do you think maybe that it was like <clears throat> upside down and the and then the mind just skipped past it, like just saw it as a regular, regularly turned car and, and it was blocking the bridge, yeah, in the center of the road. Right. You mean yeah. like on the way there because your brain is not used to seeing upside down cars? Yeah, their brains right. rewrote the car to look like it was a normal car, and yeah. then came back and then saw it upside down. No, I don't it's, think that. It's called possible. inverted reality integers, man. It happens all the time, Gary. Gary. <laughs> Gary, we've talked about this. It's not a phrase. People don't use that. <laughs> sure they do, say. man. All over the place. We know. Look, ever since you heard about street light interference, you've been coming up with these terms. I was <sighs> in Santa Cruz last weekend, and every other car was upside down. It was a trip. <laughs> I'm sure they were, Gary. I'm sure they were. I don't know. It's weird. My guess is that the car was already damaged. It was connected. It was on the bed of a truck or being towed and somehow got loose and the truck drove off. That's my theory. And I'm sticking to it. Maybe the neighbors, you know, like they did see them and they were like, they didn't want them in there. You know, they were like, this is no, no, no new neighbors. And so it's all an elaborate plan yeah by the neighbors to keep anyone from buying that house yeah. or the neighbors were just trying to fuck with them because they were so high so they got out the smashed truck and their smashed car and they <laughs> put it you know, you, know guys, what, you guys want to do the smashed car bit they're you know so high this? look at them let's freak them out i mean 
simulation theory, right? This fits the same yeah. thing as the street light interference, right? <laughs> sometimes there's just a glitch in the matrix, man. And sometimes, you know, a car just out of nowhere uh, gets placed upside down. It's just weird, right? Like it shouldn't have been there. It, it's not supposed to be there, but there it is. I don't know. I feel like the police figured out what happened. And I, I'd like to know. I'd like to know. Well, yeah. It's a great know. story, though. Great story. Yeah, I like it. Great well story. Birth of Gary. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you birthed Gary. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we have more L files from you, crazy, crazy listeners. All right, we're back and we're digging into the L files for the month of March twenty twenty two. Here's one called extraterrestrial or ghost you decide hmm listen okay. guys i'm i'm sick of you I, i'm not enjoying all these commands we're getting you guys are <laughs> we don't telling need instructions us to, yeah yeah too many instructions this month hey michael bryce and riley just wanted to say first say how much i enjoy your podcast promise to join you soon on the other side don't want to lose this weekly pleasure of hearing about all of the things i know to be true I have many, many paranormal things that have happened over the course of my 60 years and lately have begun documenting for my children and grandchildren. Nice. Thought I would send you one and see your opinion on one of my earlier experiences. There was much spirit activity in this particular house where this happened, so I've never been sure if this was a ghost or extraterrestrial. Maybe you can help me decide. Listen, I also want to say BCC loves grandmas. Welcome to the show. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, my story. I once saw a ghost. I suppose it was a ghost. I'll never really know for sure. I've also wondered if I was visited by an extraterrestrial. The year was 1988, and my husband and I had just purchased our first home. A house built in the early 1900s in our rural Kentucky small town. And we felt it was a steal. It was a charming old farmhouse that was within our budget and had tons of potential. Located a few miles outside of town at the edge of a creek. Wait a minute. This is sounding... I guess that was Portland. This is Kentucky. Started getting spooked out. Uh, Located a few miles out of town at the edge of a creek. It seemed the perfect place to raise a family. Our boys were five and two at the time, and my husband was working the night shift at a local factory. I had just tucked the boys into bed for the night and was relaxing in front of the television when I caught a glimpse of something out of the corner of my eye. In the front door window, I could see a light outside, which appeared to be flashing. I assumed it was a policeman pulling up, pulling someone over, so I went to the door to see. Upon, ins- upon inspection, I found no policeman, only a light beaming from inside a big old oak tree that stood in the middle of my front yard. That's not good. Yeah. Leprechaun dance party, Grandma. All of a sudden, my dog Samson ran around to the front of the house and began barking at the light in the tree. He barked for maybe a minute, then turned and ran back into the yard. My curiosity was aroused, and at that time, I wasn't afraid. So I opened the door, stepped out onto the porch. Immediately, I sensed something was wrong. There was an eerie stillness and a dead silence that stood my hair on end. The light was pulsing on and off, off and on, off and on, like a giant strobe light with absolutely no sound. 
The thought occurred to me that perhaps someone was trying to lure me out of the house, and since my boys were alone inside, I decided it would be wise to step back inside the house. Mm-hmm. My bedroom was also at the front of the house, so I went in to check on my boys and look out that from that window. Finally, I decided to call my parents, who lived about 15 miles away. My father, a business owner and pilot, always practical and skeptical of anything outside the norm, tried to rationalize the situation. He suggested he suggested numerous things he thought might explain what was causing the light. But I kept I would, insisting. I would love to have listened in on that conversation. That would have been it's right. a raccoon yeah. uh, with a with a, with a, with a random now, flashlight. Have you yeah. checked the kerosene in your shed? Because sometimes these things do go up in flames. It's a strobe light left over from Halloween. Um, <laughs> Local kids having a strobe light party left it in a tree. Perfectly rational. I, I mean, kept 4th insi- of July was last summer. It could be a firecracker or something. Could be. Random firecrackers go off all the time. It's Kentucky. It's noiseless ones at that. <laughs> I why, kept- does, why does he talk like this? What is this voice we're doing? I kept insisting that the light was inside the tree, somehow illuminating the entire front yard. I know how it sounded, but I was completely aware of what was happening, and the light was real, as tangible as anything I have ever witnessed. I kept expecting a car to stop, but no one ever did. They just kept driving by as though they couldn't see the light. Off and on, off and on. It just kept going. My mother, who was always very open-minded and a little witchy, like me, told me they were on their way over. I continued to watch out the window while waiting for the 20 or so minutes it took for them to get there. 15 miles away and they drove, and it took them 20 minutes? Dad? He's a slow driver. (laughs) Uh... Uh, I waited that whole time, and the light continued. For one brief second, I turned to look at the clock across the room, and when I turned to look back out the window, the light was gone, and my parents were pulling into the driveway. It had stopped as suddenly as it had started, conveniently the moment before my parents arrived. We didn't find anything abnormal in the tree, no indication of what could have been causing the light. Believe me, I know it sounds far-fetched, but it happened. I swear on my life, it happened to me. I'll never know what it was, but I'd love to know your thoughts. Oh, and by the way, when I was taking my boys to bed that night, I asked my five-year-old to peek out the window, and he described the same thing I was seeing. I have many more paranormal occurrences that have happened to me, one including a very creepy ghost I caught accidentally on camera, if you're interested. Uh, Keep up the good work, Trina. All right, guys. Wow. This is a wild story. That's a Haven't heard anything like this. No. That is spooky. Uh, Ghost or extraterrestrial is the question. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Right. That's the only place I can go at this point of the podcast. Same thing. Yeah. This is a. This this was like Skinwalker Ranch shenanigans to me you know what i mean yeah, it's, it's trickster element for sure poltergeist yeah. poltergeisty i'm putting it under poltergeisty yep i don't know a light shooting out of the tree that is i wonder and, and you know it's not it wasn't even just like a light but she said it was illuminating the whole yard yeah so that's mm-hmm. bright so if like anything in, and they didn't find anything in the tree i'll tell you what this is very Twin Peaksian. This is very Lynchian. This, yeah, this, yeah. this thing happening here. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna lean. I'm leaning more towards like 
interdimensional poltergeisty extraterrestrial <laughs> all of the above yeah well that's as so- opposed to like it's a ghost of a dead human being totally in a tree yeah or something. no i get it look it could could have been like a uh an orb you know something like that <laughs> i mean i michael does bring up skinwalker for various reasons because not only did they experience a lot of ufo uap phenomena on that property in and around that area but it also followed up with a lot of poltergeist act- activity inside the home uh, and a couple of the, uh, of the homesteads that are on the property. So this stuff is interrelated and, and, and interlinked somehow. Riley, you said same thing. Mate, you're not far off. It's like, I don't know. I, I don't think you were seeing something that wasn't there. I believe you were seeing something like a, I, I, I just don't know what the fuck it was. But it knew your parents were pulling into that driveway. Well, I bet you that was, was like, see, I told you, it was those yeah. old flashlights. They'd run out of batteries. It's just your overactive imagination. Yeah, right, right. Right, that's the other worst. Uh, that's frustrating. Yeah. Um, the place where my mind goes is like, man, if that ever, if this ever happens to you again, which, I mean, I realize this happened quite a while ago, but you wonder, like, what if it was Morse code? What if it was saying something? Oh, yeah, mm. that's creepy, too, yeah. Any kind of, like, uh, you know, repeated sound or light, I'm always wondering, is there a, a coded message in there? Ugh. But it, it does kind of, it has the feeling of something reaching out, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, yes. And the fact that only she and her child saw it, but people were passing by and, and seemed to pay no <laughs> no attention. But again, nobody cares. People just drive in their car. I, I'm driving my car. I drive by a, a yard that's blinking. I'm like, Well, and care. if they're on the other but, side of the tree, they don't, they might have been like, well, that's, they, they got like a floodlight that's, uh, you know, right, malfunctioning. Exactly. Who knows? You know what I mean? Still though, I mean, it does, it has that feeling of something reaching out. The spooky yeah. When she part, walked outside, it got like the, she felt that eerie feeling, you know? The spooky yeah. part was the thing that it felt like it was beckoning her out yes. of the house. And that right. feels very extra terrestrial to me totally yes. so i think you made the right call by going back inside yep go back in the yeah. house yeah <laughs> yeah yeah shut um, it down <laughs> shut it down Trina. okay guys did you brush your teeth time for bed nothing yeah, happened all right um, let's just get in the panic room don't yeah. worry in the panic room uh trina did send in another story with an awesome photo we're gonna save that for next time cool. uh I think we need to spread out this BCC grandma uh, uh, stories because these are good. Let's do it. All right. Riley, why don't you scroll down the file there and get. I'm with you. Read us our next next one. All right. Hello, gentlemen. Oh, I like that. That's nice. Love the show. I have a few tales, but this will be the first I relate to you. Is this a sea captain or like (laughs) a Navy (laughs) admiral? Yeah. I have a few tales, but this will be the first I relate to. <laughs> what if I did the whole letter like that? <laughs> I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> not gonna, I'm not going to do that. My father was a career Air Force man, mine too, who had been in something called the Office of Special Investigation, a.k.a. the OSI. Yeah. They investigated anything weird or potentially embarrassing to the Air Force. Think homosexuality and wife-swapping officers. Look, that was another time. No, I was going UFO. And, uh, okay, yeah, I thought we were going a whole yeah. different direction there. Okay, but, got uh, other things to investigate. Copy yeah. that. That right. sucks that if you were in the closet in the Air Force, that there to think that there was like a whole department that was just designed to out you and shame you. That's totally horrible. Super lame. Yeah. Yeah. At least, you know, we've we've made some progress in this world. Have we? Anyways. 
I know. It's a let's not get into that. And maybe Air Force personnel who say they saw something. He retired in 1966, where he bounced around a number of government contract security jobs before landing a gig with the FAA. And there he stayed until his final retirement in 1983. Again, and there he stayed. (laughs) Sorry. The year was 1976, 77. I was 11 or 12 growing up in a big Catholic family in a small town near Tacoma, Washington. Now we're kind of hanging out in the Pacific Northwest here. Uh, McCord Air Force Base. It was a hot summer day, and I was out delivering my paper route. It was hot enough that the fair-skinned Washingtonians were all inside, avoiding the heat. I hear the sound of jet fighters overhead. When I look up, I see two F-4 Phantoms flying towards a white circle that was maybe a little bigger than one of the jets. Cool! Mm -hmm. As the jets passed on either side of the disc, they split and flew in opposite directions. One jet appeared to emit a trail of smoke as it did so. The white disc went up and away very rapidly and disappeared from my sight, leaving me standing there with my eyes and mouth wide open. When I got home, I went straight to my dad, the Air Force aviation security guy, we remember, and told him what I saw. My dad was old school and not to be messed with. If he thought you were lying to him, which he often did, the penalty was swift and harsh, 70s style. We all know what that means. <laughs> I didn't have much incentive other than my sheer excitement to tell him what I'd seen. When I was done, he just looked and looked and looked at me like he was looking for tells that I was lying to him. He finally said, you shouldn't be lying about things like that. And you probably shouldn't tell anyone else. Sternly giving me the eye as he finished shaving before going to a church men's group meeting. Jeez, this is, a, this is an intense dad. I can still smell the aftershave. English leather. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, Yeah. You guys are 70s children. You, you know about this, right? My dad was a brute man. Uh, <laughs> a brute man? Yeah, you brute. You don't know brute? Come on. My dad was Old Spice. Mm. My dad... What if I was like, my dad was Jakar Noir? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what my dad was, actually. He smoked so many cigarettes, that's all you could smell on him. I'm a tobacco man, goddammit. He smelled like cools. My dad smoked fucking cools menthol. He smelled like cools and um, screwdrivers, afternoon screwdrivers. That's what my dad smelled like. <laughs> that's the smell of a seventies dad, right there. Yeah, there. yeah that is awesome. That is a man in the middle of a midlife cologne. crisis in the nineteen eighties. <laughs> that's, that's a cologne that I would wear: cools and screwdrivers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Over the years, as an adult, I'd mention that story to him and ask about his time in the Air Force. He'd just say there was a lot he couldn't talk about, with a knowing, faraway look in his eye. About the jets. Anyone who's heard the Blue Angels knows the difference between fighter planes and a jumbo jet. We lived near an Air Force base, but fighter traffic was very uncommon. Those planes typically flew south and east towards Mount Rainier over unpopulated areas. In summary, I saw what I saw, and my dad, while not a man in black was deeply involved with aviation security on many levels for decades. I wish he'd lived to see the day that, that the government finally admitted there was something to all these UFO reports. Keep up the great work, Artemis. Mm. 
Thank you, Artemis. Yeah. Artemis, wow. I hate to break it to you. All due respect to your father, he was a man in black. Yeah, he, he totally was. was. Yeah. Definitely one of the men in black. Just just gotta gotta put that out there. <laughs> uh, he MIB'd also... you. <laughs> yeah. He fully did. He was like, just you, you saw nothing, you will say nothing. Hold on, I gotta make uh, my, sure my uh, dog isn't throwing up in the other room. <laughs> Talk amongst yeah, yourselves yeah, about this case. I'll be right back. I, I relate to this Artemis because my dad was also uh, in the Air Force and also got to be fairly high ranking. Yeah. And was also involved in some top secret stuff that I do not know about and he will not tell me about. <sighs> and I, I love to press him on it and he will never say. But no he way. does. Just sometimes yeah. he gets that kind of like far away look, and like I remember one time in particular, I was just I, I said I was trying to get something out of him, he wouldn't crack, and I was just like, I just wish I knew like what was really going on. And he looked at me all intense, and there was this long pause, and he just said, "No, you don't." <laughs> <laughs> really? Like, okay. Wow. All right. Fair enough. Wow, that's a great response. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I I hear you, man. And you I, you you saw you saw what you saw, like you said. And um, you know the fact that you know your the fact that your dad didn't outright dismiss you and kind of gave you that long kind of that long hard look means that you know maybe you kind of struck a chord, you know. God, yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting, man. Stuff. Yeah, There's- I mean, it, who's to know if you know maybe he caught wind of the the programs that were taking place. Uh, mm-hmm. But but I agree with you. I, I bet he would feel very validated and vindicated by by you know the release of information that we now know. Uh, you know the the government programs like A Tip and A Swap that were actually taking place within the Air Force and the Pentagon. So yeah, it, uh, it, the other cra- truly crazy bonkers thing about this letter though is that in the seventies, these ta- the task force for UFOs and sexual freedom. We're mm. the same task force. Oh, like, right. Yeah. God. That is great. Well, crazy. I think it was more about like, hey, let's keep a lid on the stuff that we don't want getting leaked out to the, pr- you know what I mean? Oh, uh, maybe it was more of a PR thing. But I don't know. Still. Yeah. It's wild. Again, all wild. due respect to your father, who was clearly a man in black. Um, sorry, Zola puked all over the couch. Um, oh, no. She's okay. Sometimes your tum tum gets a little too full, or she eats something off the sidewalk, and then she hurls it up. Been eh, there. It's fine. Yeah. Bryce uh, <laughs> eating sidewalk burgers, puking on the couch. Is <laughs> that a club Bryce memory that just got oh triggered? There? I'll, I'll never forget taking taking Don when I used to live in Hollywood, like walking Hollywood Boulevard at like three a.m. and I was like, "We're gonna we're gonna stop Papa's chicken and get some chicken." <laughs> And she's like, can we just get home? Bet you have nothing to worry about. These are my streets, okay? We're safe on my streets. Now let's get some chicken. <laughs> and then you threw the, up the Popeye's chicken on the couch when you got home? Oh, oh I, I mean, I, it, may, it may have been possible. There were there was a lot of moments like that. <laughs> It's I remember amazing. I walked out of I walked out of a bar one time in my buddy's <laughs> truck, and I had two glasses, like bucket glasses, like that you get a cocktail in, in my front pockets. I don't, and I was like, "How did I get out with these?" I'm like, "Well, here you go, buddy." Oh, geez. Anyway, I don't know how we got off that club yeah. rice. Those were the days. Those were the days. Too bad you didn't well, have a military father to to smack you around when you got out of line <laughs> after one of those nights. <laughs> 
Well, I have a letter here. Let's, uh, let's read it right now. Here we go. Good morning. This L file may be kind of long. I will try to tighten it up where I can. This took place in 1998 in Southern California. At that time, I was in the Navy and a senior enlisted person and working at a Navy SEAL team. Uh, no, I was not a SEAL. I worked at a SEAL team as an intelligence support guy. Copy that. I was out at a desert training site near the Salton Sea with our training department, which was in the workup process for a SEAL platoon getting ready to deploy. A few hours before the platoon left for their three to four day field exercise, I was awake as I occasionally have a touch of insomnia and roaming around the ops tent. I see in the corner of the platoon space a butcher paper board, about 24 inches by 30 inches or so, on the board was this odd cartoon drawing of this typical gray with a text bubble saying something about helping the platoon while they are in the field. And it mentions the name of one of the platoon guys. This particular guy worked for me for a few months earlier that year, so I knew the kid. The platoon was getting a few hours of sleep after the mission pre-brief, and then they left for their field exercise. After they returned and debriefed and cleaned up, few days later, I asked the kid about the oddball cartoon in the ops tent a few nights before. Full disclosure, it was not a secret at work that I was the UFO guy. I made no secret that I would occasionally visit Rachel, Nevada, or ask folks about UFO experiences, etc. So folks knew I was interested in the topic. Rachel, Nevada, this, the small town near Area 51. For that's those right, that's right. Wondering. So back home to the of the little story. alien, where I had home of the little few, grays, <laughs> few romantic encounters of my own. <laughs> oh, I love Michael Snorri. Okay, here we go. Uh, back to the kid's story. Back in '95, let's graduated- just say that night I was saved more than uh, just by the light. <laughs> George, George, take it easy, buddy. Uh, Back in 95, he had graduated from his Navy Intel School and been posted to the Joint Analysis Center, JAC, Molesworth, UK. It's an RAF Molesworth, which was a joint UK-US base at that time. It's located a bit north and east of London. Soon after he arrived, the buildings underwent some major renovations, which included moving a lot of the day workers to either second or third shifts. His group was moved to the third shift, midnight to 8 a.m. One night... They were driving to work from the little British village they lived in. He described it as the typical English countryside you see in movies. Quiet streets, bicycles, sheep, rolling green fields, hedgerows, etc. To get to work, they would have to make an odd angled turn and cross the A14, their version of an interstate highway. Now, I have attached a Google Earth screen grab of the turn as near as I can figure all these years later. Orange Arrow. Uh... He's driving. So there's a photo we have, listeners. Yes. And I'll, if I'm not, if I'm not exposing some form of government secret, I'll put it up in the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> now he's driving with three other young guys in the car. He owned an old Subaru that had been used for a long time as a turnover car between people coming and going at the base. One of the previous owners had clear taped a large wristwatch in the dashboard clock spot as the clock had long ago stopped working. Anyway, they're pulling up to the spot where they would cross the A14. He sees a really bright light coming in over the tall hedgerow at the stop sign and thinks it's one of the many large lorries or trucks that are on the highway. He stops. He said what seemed like a second later, they were across the highway 
making the other turn on the way to the base. He did not remember the large lorry or crossing the highway. He asked the three other guys about it. Nothing. They go back to talking about beer, babes, sports. The next morning, they finish their shift and meet back at the car to go home. As they are starting off, he notices that the wristwatch on the dashboard is two hours ahead of his watch. He asks the other guys what time they have two hours behind the wristwatch, the same as his watch. He didn't say anything else, but had wondered a lot about what happened that night before. I asked him if he had considered being regressed. Oh, yeah. He was adamant and said no. He said that not long after that, his life had clicked. He was promoted. He was accepted to Bud School for the SEALs, made it through successfully, and met a wonderful young lady and got married. He did not want to jinx anything. Signed, K. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Listener, I didn't put your full name because I felt like I would get in trouble. This story was so top secret. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Shout out to the work you do and uh, and to the SEALs. Amazing stuff. That, yeah, yeah dude, sounds like, I mean, geez, that's the classic get, isn't it? You're right. You yeah. see a light. You don't remember it. And the next thing you know, you're somewhere else. You're missing time. I mean, do I have to spell it out for you? Why would the watch be ahead of their watches? Wouldn't the watch, Hmm. even if they were missing time, did the watch freeze or did they go into the future? It's that relative time thing, right? If you're traveling at a faster speed than than time. So did the whole car go to outer space? Or some sort of dimensional yeah. shift or who knows who exactly knows? it could it could be a total dimensional shift or or or, or, or reality alter uh who knows how these so they went into beams. another dimension spent two hours there and then were brought back almost instantaneously possible that's i mean that's I mean, like the jacob jacobson story that's like the rip van winkle thing where you spend more time in the ferry this sounds like fairy shit yeah right because yeah. it's when it you go to the, yeah yeah Man. When you go to the fairy realm, you're like, oh, just a few moments pass, but it's like time you time moves there differently years. there. Right. They were in London in a typical English countryside. So I'm calling face shenanigans on this one. Man, what's the difference? What's the difference well, exactly. between interdimensional entities, extraterrestrial visitors, uh, fae that control space time? <laughs> it's all so <laughs> fucking weird, man. Uh, great story though, Kate. Thanks for sending that in. Yeah, awesome stuff. All right, everybody, that wraps up another batch of L files. Remember, if you got a story, please send it to Bigfoot Collectors Club at gmail.com. Give us a cool little title or just call it L files, and we'll make sure that we put it in the file cabinet with the rest of these stories of high strangeness. Boys, yeah. before we say goodbye yeah. this week, do you have anything to plug? Um, <laughs> same old stuff. Expedition Bigfoot season three out on Sunday nights, uh, ten nine central. Be there. Travel Channel Discovery Plus. Yes, and if you're wondering why aren't you talking about Bigfoot or Expedition Bigfoot, uh, Bryce's very popular Bigfoot show, we are. We're just doing it over on the other side. Yeah, um, come join gonna, us. Yeah, we'll be doing like last year. We sort of did per episode. 
uh, weekly recaps and discussions. But we're going to do sort of like do it in chunks. We'll do probably a wrap up of the month's episodes at the end of every month. So if you want to hear behind the scenes stuff and talk more, hear more about Expedition Bigfoot and what's going on and what it's like to film it and stories that may not make it on camera. All that stuff's going to be over there on the other side. I will say this. Uh, watched this the season premiere and uh, best season yet. I think wow, it was great. Nice, love so that. Exciting. Really, really playing up the 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 scary this season. It feels like it's got a real A twenty four horror movie vibe to it. I feel like. Ooh, love that. Nice. Speaking of the other side, uh, the theme song to the other side is a Spindrift track off of uh, the new record, Classic Soundtracks Volume Three. We just released a music video for that song in which we battle an alien threat what so um you should check it out we shoot lightning bolts out of our guitars it's a bunch of like it's set in kind of like 50s style like hollywood um it's a really fun video directed by uh, a longtime friend of the band um uh, carlos rossi uh who also does all of our album art and he did the uh, the inserts for the record uh so the track is called blood drained cows and uh, I think that's pretty self-explanatory if you've been listening to the <laughs> show long enough. Uh, so check out that video. It's on Alternative Tentacles YouTube and Alternative Tentacles website. Also, if you just Google Spindrift Blood Drain Cows, you can check out that new music video. There's several other videos that are coming out for the record. We're trying to do a video for every song on the album. So, um, yeah, check out Classic Soundtracks Volume 3 and specifically check out blood drained cows i will um, be going there right after yeah. this <laughs> i'll throw a link up in the show notes uh for this episode so check the description for this episode in your podcast app it should be down there um great uh as for me guys you know i'm cheating on all of you with a new podcast called slate your name bryce mm-hmm. was on a recent episode i'm talking to actors about the ups and downs of working in the entertainment industry i am loving the show i'm loving the conversations that I'm having over there, um, it's 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 a blast. And it's it's really like it feels like kind of coming full circle with everything. Um, and uh, yeah, I would I would really appreciate it if you checked it out. I know a lot of BCC folks, uh, Club Scouts have. Um, I want to say thank you to everybody who's given it a shot. Um, I, I think you'll like it, even if you're not. Even if you're not into, um, even if you're not an actor or you're not a performer, I think you'll still um, you'll still really dig it. Um, so check that out. Slate your name, and then of course we have Slate your name, uh, the green room, which is the Patreon component of the show. I would appreciate it, um, Michael. You're, right. you're not you're not cheating. You're just poly podcasting. Yeah, all. I'm poly podcasting. That's true. That's true. <laughs> all good, baby. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I believe I believe it's called a poly transmission. Gary, Gary, that's yeah. gross. Get your Gary, keys out of the fishbowl and go home. Yeah, we all know you're the one that flipped that car on the bridge anyway. <laughs> Hiding in the bushes. All right, I got to get some more Goldschlager. I'm out of here. All right. Gary drinks Goldschlager. Yeah, all right. That's our cue, everybody. Uh, until next week, good night. And go get regressed. Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray and Michael McMillan and scored and engineered by Riley Bray. 
Our theme song, Come Alone, is by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. Do us a favor and support the show and unlock three bonus episodes every month by becoming a member of our Patreon, BCC The Other Side, which can be found at patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.